2: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
3: Better than I could have covered them, so I wanted to bring them on. Tony, welcome to the show.
1: Hey, Dell, thanks for having me. Tony, we
3: got this world where a year ago, two years ago, everybody was afraid of guns. Now, uh, 50,000 guns a month are being sold in the U.S., and you can't keep them on the shelves. World's changing, good thing, bad thing. Tell us what you see going on.
1: Well, I think the the key word in that statement, and first uh, first and foremost, thanks for having me on. Uh, it was a pleasure meeting you and your wife. Uh, I'm glad you got a chance to experience the Staccato 2011s, and, uh, and and I'm glad she's out shooting you right now. Well, until you get yours in your hand, and then, then it'll be a uh, it'll be at least a at least a fair shot at uh, at beating her out on the range. Um, uh, to go back into your introductory statement, fear. Uh, that's where we are right now. And if you think about this, you talk about natural disasters or uh, financial um, situations, uh, 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 civil unrest, uh, political situations, uh, rioting, um, uh, rise in crime. These are all things that that instill fear or stimulate uh, fear. And when you have fear and, and you look for comfort, you know, as as young as children you know we were afraid we went to our our parents and and then the other thing we lock our doors we get alarms we you know we put bigger tires on our four wheel drive trucks we uh, we do all these things uh even if you think about when the the pandemic first started people were buying food and and resources and math. I mean all these things we do and and it becomes a matter of how do i how do i regain my confidence how do I reduce my fear, and how do I replace fear with peace? So when you think about the general uh, c- citizen, and, and they're afraid, well, they're starting to look for something. How can I, I – have afraid somebody's going to do harm to me. Somebody's going to cause me harm, my family harm. What can I do? I can put bigger doors and bigger locks on my, uh, my house. I can put bars on my window. I can put up alarms, and then the next thing is, okay, I've got all that. But now the alarm alerts the police officers, and if the police officers are busy with riots or other civil unrest, they don't have time. And then you start talking about defunding police, and so there's less police officers to handle that. Well, what people don't understand, and I've asked this question in numerous defense classes, is who's the first responder? And the answer is you. Because you're the person that's the first one to address that uh, uh, that criminal or that bad guy or the bad situation, so people are looking. Even the people who aren't into guns, they're they're now all of a sudden into guns because they're like, okay, hey man, listen, I just want to protect myself. Uh, if the rest of the world had a sharp pointy stick, we'd be into sharp pointy sticks. Unfortunately. Our our means of offensive and and defensive measures have progressed with technology, and so now the way that people are looking to defend themselves is with a firearm.
3: So as you look at this and you see this coming as a a natural progression, uh, one of the things that I want to get across here today is well, actually, I have two major points, and then you have another one you wanted to bring up. But this—one of the points, in fact, is that we've got all these new people out there that ha- have decided that it's time to get this gun. And I watched it during the pandemic. I mean, guns were flying off. I, just, I obviously don't have a job, so I just go around and hang out places. And I started hanging out in all the gun shops and all the uh, sporting goods stores, and I watched— lines of people line up and pull guns out they've never seen never touched they didn't know what kind of gun was a good gun a bad gun so really two things came to my mind what i want to cover today uh and we can work from whichever angle you'd prefer to start with and one of them is hey man these guys have no idea what they're doing i mean they were looking down barrels to see what they you know they had no idea to look at what it was it was good or bad or ugly they had no training whatsoever and that scared me the second thing was that they were buying indiscriminately, anything. just anything, buying junk, buying stuff they'd never used, buying stuff that wouldn't uh, do what they needed to do. And I think you should pick up a little bit about the concept of self-defense, home protection and self-defense, and explain to them the difference and what's really necessary there.
1: That's an excellent point. Uh, there's, if you think about personal defense, home defense, and the purchasing of that firearm, if you choose, now listen, I'm not, I'm not telling you you have to go buy a gun. There's plenty of gazelles uh, that run wild in Africa and die of old age, okay? But, but listen, if you choose an armed response as part of your defense plan, there's two things you want to make sure. Number one, that your gun doesn't suck and that you don't suck with it. These are two things, and pardon the the blunt uh, description. So you have to make sure, number one, that you're buying a quality firearm. And number two, you have to be able to use it because if you can't it's like having the 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 most amazing uh, amazing car or truck or vehicle or motorcycle and no license and no ability to ride that so uh, here's the thing about it uh, when i say quality firearm is you have to make sure that the quality of that firearm meaning it's going to perform it's going to perform well. You can depend on it. And that when the time calls, when the situation arises, you can perform and do what you have to do to employ that firearm to either end the threat and protect your life uh, and your life and your family uh, and execute that proficiently without any um collateral damage. These are this this is the most important firearm you'll ever own in your life is your personal defense and home defense firearm. And we'll take really, a break right
3: there Tony. Tony we'll take a break, we'll come back, we'll pick it up right back there. For the rest of we'll you be right back with Tony Pignato and the Dell Wamsley radio show. Talk 13-7 the right
0: choice. Welcome back to the Del Walmsley Radio
3: Show. With me here today is Tony Pignato. He is the CEO, which he explains is chief experience officer over of Staccato Firearms. And uh, I met him out at an uh, on-location event where he was showing off some of his guns, one of which was a gun that I had dreamed of owning for a long time. So uh, I've asked him to come in here and speak today because uh, we've had some wonderful results. Uh, my wife is really enjoying the gun she bought from him. I've got one on order. It's coming in. And uh, I, there's really two things that I found, Tony, and I'm, I'm going to get back to them, segue back in for people that are just tuning in right now. And that is, once my, I got my wife interested, because she was a little skeptical about guns at first, to be honest with you, and I got her to tr- try this Halle Berry gun, this little one, and she liked it because it was a small little, um, you know, SIG, small SIG uh, P398 or something like that. It's like a little teeny gun and uh, she liked it and it was cute <laughs> whatever cute means but she liked it. it felt comfortable in her hand and i got her to shoot it and then she picked up her son's gun her son's gun was uh, a cheap gun i won't give the name out because i don't want to slander somebody but the thing backfired on her uh, clogged up it shot she didn't know what to do and we ran into two problems number one she didn't know how to handle guns i had not completely trained her yet in fact i hadn't completely trained her enough i thought. her basic four things you know where to point it with this that and the other four but the bottom line was is that she didn't know how to clear a, uh, a round that was stuck in the chamber and the gun just kept backfiring on her and, and she put the gun up in the air goes I don't know what to do and then the gun went off and just shot up in the air luckily not it towards anybody and then I realized there's two things that have to happen number one we got to get rid of this gun because this is a dangerous gar- piece of garbage and number two uh, we got to get some training here, so I'm going to have you talk about the guns because the training part is. I've had people come in from firing ranges before and talk about safety and training. I think that's the other half of this story, but the same thing is true: is that her son then had this cheap gun, couldn't hit anything. She had her Sig, which was a small version of a nine eleven, the P three or nine thirty eight. I think it's a baby nine eleven, and then I picked up my nine eleven, and. Every single one of us, all three of us, could just put them in the bullseye one right after the other after the other. Something about that 9-11 was magical. And from that point on, that's when I fell in love and started looking up the 2011, the guns that you guys invented somehow, what was it, 30, 50 years ago, whatever it was. Whenever you guys invented that gun, the world changed. And so I want you to talk about this thing that you talk about, What is what is the most important gun you will ever own? and why
1: uh thanks Dell. and that's a great point it's is we looked at and understanding um that home defense personal protection um, the gun that you're going to defend yourself and your family is obviously the most important gun you know don't get me wrong i mean I'm, I'm sure you know people argue well my deal rifle and my my uh my bird shotgun well that's all great but there's very few platforms that you're going to own, whether it be on your nightstand you carry on your person or you have locked in a a finger activation safe uh, to defend your family, that is more important than those two platforms, home defense, personal defense. Because when you pull this gun out and you have to employ this firearm, remember this isn't a competition, this isn't a game, this isn't Call of Duty. Uh, Number two, uh, the loser in this could end up, dying. So this is not, you know, it's it's like Ricky Bobby said you're either first or last. Well, in a gunfight, you don't want to be last. Uh you want to be first. And uh, things that you have to consider is number 1 the gun has to be quality, number 2 I have to be able to use it and also understand that in a high stress environment like home defense or personal defense or assessing a threat and engaging a threat. This is going to be the most difficult thing you've done. So the platform has to be easy to use easy to manipulate, and effective. And that's the whole ticket when it comes to that personal defense and home defense platform.
3: Well, I see it to be true. The – the.
2: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. So uh,
3: P, dual, put scope on, or put a dot
2: on, I'm sorry, not us scope, dot, and
3: we went out to the range and she just started burning up those targets. I couldn't believe it. I was embarrassed. I mean, I I was shooting anywhere from 5 to 10 round groups um, at 15 yards with whichever gun I was using. Some are better than the others, you know. Uh, But, man, she was just right in that 2-inch, 3-inch, you know, dot over and over again. What makes the Staccato, and especially the 1911-2011 platform, what makes it so much easier to shoot, Tony?
1: Well, it's uh, you know when when you introduced me to your audience that you talked about the the chief experience officer. Well, here's the cool thing about it is I'm the Paul Revere. I get to go around and and uh, the key point being experiences. I get to take the world's best shooting handguns and I get to put them in people's hands whether it's customers potential customers uh, new customers or even enthusiasts that just want to come out and try the gun and so that's actually how you and I met is coming in and being able to experience that platform and see the difference when you use a Staccato 2011 now of course we've got we're using the 1911 operating system which is tried and true you know it's its uh, its an amazing accuracy it's got a, always has amazing triggers it's got two safeties on on the gun tried-and-true platformer design, very dependable, very, very accurate, fast cycling platforms. What we did is we created, and this was about 26, 27 years ago, we created a modular frame and polymer grip, which means you basically have the top of the gun is a 1911, and below that, we've integrated a modular frame polymer grip. That polymer grip actually reduces the amount of energy transferred to you in the shooter, and I'll be be real brief in this description. Less energy transferred to you is less violence transferred to you as a shooter it's less energy that pulls the gun off target and affects you as the shooter when you're trying to apply the basic fundamentals of marksmanship now when i reduce that energy reduce anything that would uh discombobulate my sight picture or pull me off target and I minimize that, and then I take that same energy and I tra- I channel it back into the platform so that I can make it directional. It can help the gun come back on target. You're going to be faster. You're going to be more accurate. You're going to transition from target to target. Bottom line is the gun's easier to shoot. And when I'm defending myself, my family, or my teammates on the street or in my community, that's when I want to be at my best. And the Staccato 2011 will get you there.
3: So um, let's talk about. Let's see. We've got a minute left here in this segment, so I have a segment I want to cover. I'm going to hold it off to the next segment because I think it's a pretty big segment. And uh, So let's step down the other line here. What is the minimal amount of um, training a person should get to be able to handle a firearm? Just wing it. Uh, What's the well. minimal amount?
1: It's that's you know, it's that's an interesting question. That's that's kind of like uh, and I would I, I would take that question and be like, um, think about what's the minimum amount of training of, of hours behind a steering wheel to do the Indy 500. I think I, I've been doing this for a long time. I spent over 20 years in the army. I've been in the competitive shooting circuit for at least another 10 years. I never stop learning. But the minimum you need to learn is the fundamentals of marksmanship and how to engage your platform, how to put it together, uh, how to take it apart, how to load it, how to unload it, how to engage targets and engage targets effectively. Remember, especially with personal defense, home defense, you're gonna go from zero driver's education right into the Indy 500. And you gotta be prepared for that. Spend time, spend time on ammo, spend time with a, with a, with a good instructor that you vetted And learn, learn the craft that could save your life one day.
3: All right, we'll be right back with Tony Picano and the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Austin's Talk thirteen seventy.
0: Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America one person at a time. Dell Wamsley.
3: CEO of Staccato Firearms, and we're discussing the concept of uh, home defense, self-defense type um, firearms that you should have. Tony, um, one of the topics I wanted to bring up, I just um, can't think of a really good way to articulate it. I'm hoping you can drag me through this with all your years' experience uh, talking about this stuff. But I've just looked it up, and I have somewhere around 23 different firearms in my house. I just wrote them all down top of my head. And I looked at it and I go, you know what, I could take, of that 23, I could pick five and I'd have everything I need in the firearms collection from my house. All the rest of them are things that i picked pick this up there somehow. I found this in a rent house one day. Um, son died and left us this one. Um, this one right here, I thought I needed that type of gun because everybody had one, you know, and you went from the cheap $300 guns that are almost dangerous to the mid-range $500, $600 guns, which are pretty good name brand guns, but they don't shoot the same way once you get up into that $1,000 range and so forth. Uh, and of course, I have some competition guns that I just bought because I'm Dell Wamsley, I'm rich, and I wanted a $6,000 gun that had a compensator and, and crazy you know, it's a toy. But beyond that, you know, what I'd like to do is save people from buying all these junk guns first. Is there any real logical reason to go out and buy a three or $400 gun? I mean, are you really accomplishing anything with that? Or is it just my arrogance of having enough money to be able to afford whatever I want? Just um, to, to know that I feel really bad that I bought all this junk before I bought something good. Help help me out here, man. I, just, I don't know how to explain it without it sounding arrogant. Kind of personal because it's, it's – I'm embarrassed to say I bought all these guns I really don't like owning. Cover me on this.
1: Hello? have me blocked out. Tony, can you hear me? I can hear you.
3: Okay, could you hear me earlier? I couldn't hear you. I, I just went blank. Yeah.
1: Some- yeah, I've got you. I've, I've I heard you the whole time.
3: All right, great. So see if you can help me out here. I mean, you know, I don't know if it's embarrassment, you know, that I was – too dumb to buy all these guns that really were bad choices, uh, or if I really am honestly just trying to save people a lot of wasted money on buying stuff that's junk. Because not only do you buy a cheap gun, then you buy a cheap holster for it, then you buy cheap ammo. You know, you buy you, you buy all the stuff that goes with that gun, and then you go, "Wow, I wish I didn't do that. I wish I had that gun over there." Tell us, how do you help people through that?
1: Well, here's the thing: is first thing you have to do is identify. Uh, the gun you're purchasing, what is that for? Um, you know, if you look at, I'm going to buy a, a, DZ, a Daisy Red Ryder BB gun, you know, and that's going to cost you $56, and you're doing it so that you can you know, teach your son or daughter to knock down cans on the fence at the farm. Uh, again, first thing you have to do is identify the need. Uh, what am I purchasing a firearm for? Now, I, the point you're making is I don't want to buy a cheap personal defense gun. I mean that's not this is understand this that's not where you want to look for a Groupon. That's not where you want to cut corners. The gun you're going to save your life with or your your family's life with or your partner on the street, that's not where you want to look back and go, "Yep." I should have bought the more expensive gun, you know, cause again, you're, you're going to be saying that from a hospital. So uh, understand if you're talking about a personal defense gun or a home defense gun or a tactical firearm, you're going to employ in your, in your duties or uh, in your activities as a, a law enforcement officer or an operational guy. Obviously that's not where you want to cut corners uh, to buy an inexpensive, you know, little 22 to teach your son or something to go out there or daughter to go out there and shoot. There's, there's good guns out there that are sub $400 that, that, Work really well for that uh, that discipline or that uh, that use. Uh, but again, if and I and I think that's what you're what you're uh, what you're insinuating is, when it comes to personal defense, home defense, uh, things like that, buy good, uh, and then also. Uh, if it's just a target gun and, and you know.
2: We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend over here. Only at T Mobile get four
0: iPhone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois.
1: If you're going to the range, all of us, I mean, we got a little ego in there. I like to be able to hit the target. I like to prove that the people are left and right of me at the range that I can hit the target. So I want to have that gun that I can shoot very, very well. The gun's going to perform to my skill level, and uh, it's going to make me better. And I think it—you have to start looking at value and not price. What's the value of this? What does that value mean to me? There's some people, like in the case, you wanted to have a, a, a really great competition gun. Well, that's—that was valuable to you to be able to pull that gun out. You know, when when buddies are throwing dollar bills on the table and you're betting across, you're going to be like, no problem, I got a Pal Tang. Well, that makes every penny of that six thousand dollar gun worth it.
3: <laughs> so I have to share with you that um, first gun I ever started with was really kind of a it's a crazy thing happened to me in real estate too the first deal I ever did was a great deal so then i wanted to do nothing but great deals after that but the first gun i ever got was from my first wife 30 years ago i got married to her her parents owned a gun range and her brother was a competitive uh, shooter right Uh, i think he did three gun and some other stuff and he had a 1911 with about a two-inch compensator on the end of it, and it just blew my mind. This guy could not miss. He could run, shoot, roll, fire, duck under things, jump over things. I mean, you know, as a man, I'm just like, ooh, 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 ah, 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 ah. you know, it was just unbelievable stuff. And they bought me a Colt 1911. So I, from the very first gun I ever had, that was a, a pistol, that was really a qualified quality pistol. It was a 1911. So I was spoiled from the very beginning. I don't know why I went back and bought the other stuff. I mean, you know, everybody's heard of a Glock. A Glock is a big-name gun. I thought, well, you know, so they say it's the, the end-all, be-all. I bought it, and I couldn't shoot it anywhere near as well as I could shoot the 1911. I'm going to take you down another, another rabbit hole, though, because I'm not going to try to make you defend you know different companies on the show because you it know, just isn't right. You, you've got the quality handgun company, so it's not even fair. But tell me this. I started with forty-five caliber and loved it. The size of the hole, when you look at shooting targets with a little nine millimeters, my wife was shooting her little nine millimeter and I shoot my forty-five and it was like, ha ha ha. See, I killed that guy a lot better than you did. But everything I read says that police, military have gone either to nine millimeter, they went back up to forty cal to get more power, but they've come back down to nine millimeter. The nineteen eleven has gone from forty-five, it's more commonly used now with the nine millimeter. Tell me what what it is is nine millimeter really the, the preferred round now or am I just imagining that?
1: No that's been that's been the, the move uh, especially when you started having uh, federal law enforcement agencies and operational units uh, making that change to go back to nine millimeter. Uh, 40's got a lot of kick. And again, remember, it's that energy. Uh, and when you have that energy, that energy transfers the movement in the gun. And there's a lot of things you have to do to control that movement, stance, physical fitness, grip, uh, posture, presentation of the gun to be able to mitigate that recoil. And bullet technology has changed. Uh, you know, I had a, I had a discussion with a guy who's an archery guy and we were talking about broadheads. And way back in the day, you'd have to shoot this big, heavy 135, 150 grain broadhead. And now people are shooting 90 or 100 grain broadheads that have much better, uh, ballistics and velocity. And so the same thing with the bullet. Uh, technology has changed, powder's changed, uh, materials that they're using it's just gotten better and so if I can have less recoil less energy you know not everybody has the benefit of shooting a, a staccato 2011 and having 30 to 60 percent less energy transfer to you so you know people are out here shooting these polymer guns and and uh, lightweight guns that uh, that have all that energy transfer into the shooter. And so, if I can reduce the energy, I can increase my capacity, and I have better ballistics out of the 9mm, it's a no brainer. And that's why you're having departments, federal agencies, operational agencies that are moving back to that 9mm platform.
3: On that same token, this is just a personal question. Uh, we've only got a minute left this segment. Uh, and that is. Uh, I've got 92 grain nine millimeter. I got 115. I got 124, and I got 147. And with the good guns in our family, with the quality guns, how low of grain can you go? Uh, I've heard that these nicer guns need some more power to cycle correctly. Is there is there a bottom end grain that you shouldn't shoot below?
1: The standard hundred and fifteen grain is always is always a fallback. I mean it's probably the most popular grain and uh, bullet combination with a full metal jacket bullet. Uh there's some good plated bullets out there. I know uh, Federal has a SynTech round that's a polymer coated bullet. Here's the great thing about our guns and, and I wanna make this clear for, for your audiences just cause you buy a high dollar precision, uh high value quality firearm uh, it has to be able to function everything. It has to be able to function everything flawlessly. And that's the thing about the Staccato 2011 is it works. It works with cheap ammo. It works with really fancy, expensive competition ammo. And we wanted to do that purposely. We wanted to make our entire platform inclusive. Um, as you start getting into fancier loads um, or, or tweaking certain loads, obviously you have to have enough velocity coming off that, that bullet. Right. Austin's
3: Talk 1370.
0: Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley.
3: Welcome back to Del Wamsley Radio Show. With me here today is Tony Pignato from uh, Staccato Firearms and uh, Tony is the chief experience officer for the company. In other words, he's the one who gets out there and lets people know about the company. And this company has been growing rapidly. Uh, It's an interesting conversation I had with Tony when I first met him, or thereafter. We had a drink together and uh, talked about some things here. Actually, I had a drink, I don't think he was drinking, but the, uh, the, the conversation was about the growth of the company and how do you take a company that does custom firearms And expand that uh, to where it's growing rapidly and Tony um, you want to talk about the company a little bit and what where you guys are going and what your plans are and and also somewhere in there tell people how they could get in to your company and purchase a product from them if there's stores they can go to or do they have to order and so on and so forth
1: Yeah, I love it. Thanks for the opportunity. Um, So we started, you know, this company's been around for about 26 years. Uh, We were really primarily focused on the competition shooting industry, which is the action shooting sports such as USPSA, IDPA, IPSC, and even multi-gun. So when you think about competition, you know, when we say the word competition, you hear the word race. And then when you think about race, you associate that with race cars, race motorcycles, and race horses. And uh, if you think about a race car, there's, one guy who drives the car and there's about 40 people that make that car run so that term you know competition or race is very very polarizing and we've known for years that our guns are just so easy to shoot which is why they were so popular in the action shooting sports Uh, when i first came to the company i looked at the boss and i said he said what's our message i said we make the world's best shooting handgun he looked at me and he goes wow that's pretty strong ain't it and i go prove me wrong and really, we nobody can, because when you shoot our platforms, I don't care who you compare us to, the 2011 platform is just a much easier gun to shoot. So how do I take that technology, and how do I put that into to be all-inclusive, not exclusive, allow everybody to be able to shoot better? And so we really focused in 2019 on the biggest needs of the industry, which is personal protection, home defense, and the tactical operations world. So one of the things about that competition stigma attached to your firearms, people think it's finicky, it needs special ammo, special gas, you know, all these things that would polarize that product and brand. We started putting our guns in the hands of operational guys, uh, veterans, special operations guys, police officers throughout the United States. And these guys were coming back every single time saying, where has this gun been my whole life? I would have carried this for 20 years when I was an operational guy. Uh, we picked up the U.S. Marshal Special Operations Group, where their entire unit adapted the Staccato 21 platform as the primary and the secondary platform. And the performance was so high, the change in their performance. To quote the leader of that team, he said, before we got Staccato's, will be in the 98 percentile. He goes, now, 5% are out of the 98 percentile. So they had to change their entire quals, just because of the fact he's, I mean, he looked right at me, and he just shook his head, he goes, yep, he goes, I got to change it. I go, why? He goes, man, everybody's smoking these quals. He goes, I don't feel like I'm pushing them. And they are probably one of the most accurate uh, federal agencies as far as handguns, accurate, fast. uh, I mean, really, really, they spent a lot of time on the range. And so we did that. We took that product, that brand, brought it out to the the secular world, as I call it, the uh, the non-competition world, and brought it into the people that do this for a living and are going to be exposed to the most stress at the most important time of their life. Give them something they can shoot better, shoot faster, and depend on, and there's the Staccato 2011. Now,
3: is it true that when you sell guns to either police forces or military or so forth, you have to tighten the trigger up a little bit, actually, or loosen it up or uh, reduce or increase the poundage to the pull? In other words, my competition guns, your gun, two pounds, sub-two-pound competition gun triggers, uh, and then you go back to the Glock and got six and seven pounds. These cops are coming off of Glocks. What are they doing when they get getting to two-pound triggers, or are you changing that for them?
1: question. So it depends on the department. Uh, it's one of the great things about the 2011 platform is we can make modifications in our manufacturing to be able to meet the needs of the unit uh, or the department. And we have had that. We've had, uh, and most of our, if you look at our platforms, our carry guns and our tactical guns, like our Staccato C2, uh, whether it's the Duo or the Standard Option or Staccato P, those guns are coming in at about a four pound trigger. Uh, and there is a difference. You know, our four-pound trigger and Glock, a Glock four-pound trigger or a Sig four-pound trigger are a totally different animal. Uh, just because of the way we, we do the triggers, we manufacture the parts for the triggers, it's just so much crisp and clean at the break point. Uh, you'll hardly notice it, and of course, putting a, a pound and a half or a two-pound competition trigger in a carry gun or a tactical gun is a little bit risky because you got to factor in gloves, you got to factor in all these different things that that could affect your sensitivity at the trigger finger level. And the last thing we want to do is have somebody uh, shoot the target that was not intended because that that's bad press all the way around.
3: I have to admit, when I first got mine with those type of triggers, uh, there was one or two times that somehow a bullet went off at the top of the target that I didn't remember pulling the trigger for, right? Uh, bam! It's, just like, it's amazing. But, yeah, that the four-pound trigger on uh, the Staccato P is still very, very crisp. And what's really nice about it is not only is it crisp, it's straight drawback. There's no, there's no uh, what do you call it, pull-up or... Uh, you know, lag before you hit the wall type of thing. Whereas in that Glock, there's just like this long, 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 you're like, are we there? Are we there? Are we there? Should I send out a letter? Can I call someone? Boom! You know,
1: yes, <laughs> that, yeah, that's, uh, you know, it's, it's, there's two parts to the, to the second part of your question about, uh, you know, we, we do have a website. We have an entire network of dealers throughout the United States. All that information is on our website. Uh, we also do have, if, if any of your listeners or, or people out there listening to the show, uh, besides your regular listeners, uh, we do have a heroes program and the heroes program is designed specifically, obviously we're a veteran led company. Uh, we are hundred percent American made. We're right here in the great state of Texas in Georgetown. Uh, we are still a hand-built gun company. We put a lot of science and technology into these, these platforms that we build, but you can buy directly from our website under our heroes program. If you're a veteran, um, a retiree, uh, active duty law enforcement, a first responder, and we've added recently essential medical personnel. So being built for heroes and made in Texas has been our mantra. And we're pretty proud of that.
3: Well, Tony, I got a roll now, and I want to thank you. And I also want to leave everybody with Tony's motto that is, these guns are built for heroes. Heroes in green, heroes in blue, and heroes in you. Thanks for being on the show, Tony, and the rest of you. Remember, it's not the money, it's the lifestyle. Thanks, Dale.